When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Lady Bunny here with Monet Exchange for the latest edition of Ebony and Irony. Yes, ma'am. We are here today to discuss a lot of things, Bunny. Yes. (laughs) How have you been? I've been really good. You know, I've been living my best life, enjoying this lovely weather in New York City. Uh, It's been, this this is the type of weather in New York where, like, we spend all winter long cold and rainy and snow especially february was really bad uh, this year and february then, was brutal brutal yeah and then you get this like one this one week of ecstasy with like temperatures in the high 50s low 60s you're like oh my god i could do new york i'm so sorry for talking so much shit about you all winter long i'm sorry i'm sorry you're so good to me i love it well if you love high temperatures you will love hell <laughs> no, it, re- it it did feel like I mean you know uh, I've gotten one vaccine. It felt like the weather's turned around. I mean it really feels like you know you're seeing more people. People are more cheerful because you know in New York people live in small apartments mm-hmm. and we've been in them for months. Yeah, yeah, a lot of us have, and a lot of us have not been hooking up or um, all those other things. But now the the with with spring around the corner and nicer weather, like all that stuff seems just a little bit more attainable. More dicks for everyone. Well, I except I wasn't really hooking up before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> As you often like to remind people, because I'm what? Old. Old. Yes, okay. <laughs> And with that, I think we should get into the headlines, girl. Headliners. Everyone is all abuzz over the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry Oprah Winfrey interview. What were your major thoughts? I mean, everyone is talking about it. It spawned a thousand news oh, articles. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is your basic take? Well, as soon as Do- I heard about it, I was like, this is going to be major. Now, as an American, I am not well versed in the royal family and 
the monarchy and all that stuff. But I mean, I know like little tidbits in here. And every time I've gone to the UK, and I'm very lucky to, you know, grateful to spend a lot of time in the UK often, uh, performing there a lot or working there a lot. I lived there for a couple months. So but anytime you talk to British people about the monarch, it's very polarizing. Other people are like, you know, I just I just love them. They've, 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 they're just nice. They're just there. People are like, I, f I fucking hate them. I, I, I hate them. I wanted to fucking die. It's like, it's always they're like they're, people are always on either side of that. So I've never really had any, had an opinion on them. Um, but the interview was very, very, very intense. And the royal family, especially with things like the crown being so um, infused into pop culture and everyone's talking about the crown and stuff like that, we see that the royal family has had this very tumultuous past and a very tumultuous history. So this interview did not help that at all. It just exacerbated all of the thoughts that many people, not just in the, not just in the UK, but around the world have thought about the royal family. Uh, about racism in particular, because the big takeaway was that Oprah was shocked that uh, Megan indicated that someone in the royal family or the institution, as mm -hmm. she, because it's not like the business wing of the party, was, uh, you know, w was uh, concerned about how dark skinned the baby, the baby be. might be. And yeah. so everyone was quick to point out the racism. You know, I don't really follow the royals either. Uh, you know, this was very polarizing and it's polarizing along the lines of left or right because the left will be more open to racial equality or at least mm -hmm. pay lip service to it and, you know, be more open to, you know, gender equality and LGBT mm -hmm. rights and then the 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 right is more traditional and they yeah. like guns and religion and, you know, stuff like that. So there is a definite mindset of the kind of person who just loves, loves, loves the royals and knows every, you know, bit of royal protocol. You know, someone mm -hmm. who was who was criticizing Meghan was saying, well, what does she expect? She uh, married into the royal family. She married a second son. Now she's whining. I, I mean, I do also understand that a lot of the battle between the left and right is based on how traditional you are. In, in some ways, it, it, it does fall in lines with this left-right thing. Um, this was probably the first time I saw Meghan Markle speak. And Yeah, she, I think so for me too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she is gorgeous and extremely Beautiful. appealing. At some point, they mm -hmm. stepped away in 20... At the beginning of 2020. At the beginning of 2020, they stepped down as working royals. And and a, a, a good bit of this interview was whether or not they received security still, which they would want the royal family to pay for. I mean, again and again, uh, Meghan and Harry mentioned support, as in they're no longer getting security and support, which I guess translates into dollars. And I guess if you wanted to be dollars that they want and that they that they aren't getting but they aren't getting them because they stepped away do you know any more about that no i don't know any more about that but uh i'm, I'm I, again i don't know how this all works but i would assume if you're not a working member of the royal family why would you still get that but at the same time prince harry was born into into being a royal so you would think that it would be a lifetime appointment kind of like a supreme court justice to have 
security and stuff because security is you know is is for his life like i'm sure bitch if i'm getting death threats on instagram and fucking you are. Twitter. You are. I, I'm giving them to you. I'm giving them. I could only imagine how much Prince Harry may be getting on the daily. So, and so threats to his safety and his and his family's safety. So it would make sense that even though you step down from your duties, that you would still receive that protection from the royal family and the quote unquote institution, which was the crazy, which was the eeriest thing. She kept on referencing this institution thing, like it was kind of like Big Brother, like and then and then and then Oprah asked, she was like, she was like. Um, so the institution is it um is like a group of people she's like no it's one and i was like it just seems so scary like this like institution it was very like right i I mean i see what you say i see what you say about this the security and him being born into it but when you actually take the official steps to withdraw and this is under a year-long process Sometimes I felt sorry for them, and obviously you're going to feel sorry when she's saying that she's suicidal and that no one from the institution of the royal family wanted to help her. But at other times, um, I thought, well, have they just come over here to uh, publicize themselves and their new Spotify deal for a podcast? I mean, they also have a Netflix deal. And I'm going to be honest with you. you, It is hard for me to feel sorry for someone who just moved to the United States and they moved to Oprah Winfrey's neighborhood. Um, You know, also just right off the bat, I'm going to mention if you're very pregnant and you're in five inch stilettos, no, 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 I don't say that. Girl, let me tell you something. I live in Harlem, and I, for my entire life, I have seen bitches nine, eight months pregnant with fucking 12-inch heels on. So I don't, I think that's just a personal preference. But also, just because you have a lot of money and you live in a nice neighborhood, and that doesn't excuse all of the other things that have happened. And when you have, the, and just because you, like, th- th- that's just another thing where people equate money with happiness. Just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that you're happy. Doesn't mean that you don't get, conf- that have these thoughts of, sadness of depression of suicide like i think that that they they're they have the same blood flowing through our through their veins just like us and we you and i people would say that you and i are privileged compared to many drag entertainers that doesn't mean that you and i don't get fucking sad that doesn't get that we we get depressed like we still experience those normal human emotions like everyone else well, I'm a goddess, so I experience fewer <laughs> of them. But, I mean, honey, she's, like I say, I mean, so this is like, this could be the heir to the throne, and you're going to walk around in not high heels, five-inch stilettos. I mean, aren't you afraid that you could fall? Is Did she just, did they put a monitor in the chair? I mean, I only look pregnant, um, and I wear flats. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, I, I, I mean, I just can't imagine a woman being pregnant and wearing five-inch stilettos. Oh, I, mean, I see it all the time. Shocking. Um, the Meghan Markle interview dropped with Oprah Winfrey, and it has shaken the foundation of the British Empire. And there have been a lot of things uh, since then that we want to just discuss them re- real quick with y'all and get your thoughts and opinions on them. Let's let's take some calls. Hey, you guys, calling from Ireland. Um, Ooh. I may be a bit biased here, but I think one thing that we have learned from this whole Meghan Markle debacle is that the royal family are an outdated racist institution that need to be abolished. And um, yeah, I think they're done. 
that is a sentiment of a lot of people in the U. And again, maybe that is because of who I follow online, but um, that's the sentiment I'm getting. I wonder if our caller is saying that the monarchy is racist because of this incident or because of the long history of colonialism where England, a tiny country, had, you know, colonies all over the world. And as we know, Bitch. with colonies, people are, people are not treated well. Girl, this the uh, uh, the term. I mean, the the phrase "the sun never sets on the British Empire" comes from that bitch. They owned they owned land, property, and people literally across the goddamn globe. All right. So as long as there was daylight hitting somewhere on this globe, the British Empire owns that. That is what you that mean, means. In case anyone never heard that, you mean like we do in Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria? Girl, <laughs> girl, let's play. Let's let's play another one. Hey, Monet. Hey, Lady Bunny. This is Andy. Monet, I'm a fan on your Patreon. Hey, sis. Hey, girl. Um, I just wanted to say I loved, loved, loved the Meghan Markle interview. I think this is going to be her royal majesty's downfall. I think the, the <laughs> matriarchy and the monarchy of England is going to be over with Queen Elizabeth's death. I don't think Ooh. Charles is going to make it, girl. <laughs> yep, that's it. Bye. Charles, Andy came with that ether. Oh, Andy was like, bitch, she is done. Wow. What wow. saved you to that, honey? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you listen, I'm not attached to the royals, so I, I'm not hoping that they hang on. Uh, like I say, this hits people in completely different ways and is totally yeah. polarizing. So... I feel like everyone knows that the royal family is horrible at this point, especially after the crown and whatnot. And it's no surprise that they treat her like this. She is Diana 2.0, and she poses the same threat as Diana did. She is showing she is such a modern woman in such a backwards, regressive world that they can't help to treat her horribly because they don't, don't know what to do with her. And this is what happens when people are actually able to stand up, up for themselves now. I'm I'm not sure that I draw the parallel between Diana and Megan. I know that they were both considered bad girls, but I never really followed it. What what would the caller mean, Monet, as far as what you understand? And I mean, I know that's crazy because I'm older than you and was around when that was all happening. But sometimes well, I'm uh, be, be very clear. You're much older than me. Let's be very clear about that. Mm, um, okay. I will say I was just I, I was just gonna say. Um, I don't understand why Diana and Megan are looked at, besides, you know, all the stuff that happened between uh, Diana and Charles and all that, yada, yada. But in terms of, like, their work with the people, I would think that you would want people like Diana and Megan because they're so great with the people and they're, and they're so warm and so inviting. Like, I, I, I would think that as a royal, you would want that public perception, you know what I mean? So I, I don't understand it either, why people say that Meghan and Diana were such enemies or such threats to the crown. Like, was it that, like, they think that they were so good at their job that people would want them to be, like, you know, uh, the new qu queen and queens? I, I, I don't know. I, I get I get very confused but, by yeah, it. But I, yeah, I don't think that it's that because... Um, they, uh, you know, rejected the monarchy and the people, the callers are saying that the monarchy is outdated. Now, I do remember I had an acid flashback that around the <laughs> time of Diana, you know, she was like this celebrated princess. Everyone loved her clothes and went on about like her me, hairdo. Like me, like me, bunny. Um, 
I think we have a bad connection. Um, <laughs> the, the, the stereo, are you there? No. Um, so Monet just tried to say she had nice clothes. Okay. Um, so, uh, and was attractive. Oh, wow. This is a really bad connection. So, so, but what Diana did is she, she was celebrated. And then she, because Charles was with Camilla cheating and Diana, everyone hated to see this, you know, lovely young English Rose cheated that he, she turned away from the Royal family. I don't think she turned in her working Royals papers like Megan and Harry did, but she, she, she left all that behind her and, and, and then was going out with the, with the um, guy who she was in a convertible with when murdered. That's because she was, you know, dating. And so she spoiled this illusion. So, you know, are, are, are we saying that, um, that Megan is spoiling the royal family by telling the truth and we want them to go? Because that's what a lot of our callers, you know, who probably are younger, you know, are, th- are expressing. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. Let's, let, let's take another one. Lady Bunny, hey, this is Joshua from Patient First of All. Um, it's not about, at this point, we're tired of educating people on racism. Like, Seriously, we're tired of it. Like, we shouldn't have to educate somebody that someone who they're associated with is racist or have racist tendencies. And at some point, you're you're she's an older lady. At some point, do your own research. Do your own, like, look it up yourself, girl. Like, it's racist, and no one black should have to teach someone white what racism is. Period. But do they do they want to open white people's who, eyes to racism and the effects of it? Because, I mean, this is one of my uh, problems with how everyone latches on to this. Are we having whole podcasts on, uh, you know, the, the fact that the coronavirus is killing uh, black people and affecting black people? Are we having a podcast on the, the guy who put his f- foot on knee on George Floyd's neck? Uh, you know, then started, tr- started trial recently. I mean, I don't see any of the outburst of publicity that Meghan Markle, a rich woman, and Oprah Winfrey... But to, add, but to agree with this call, and I do agree, it is exhausting explaining to people microaggressive and racist behavior. It's like, how many times do I have to tell someone that, uh, uh, or how many times does a, does, does, a, does a black woman with kinky hair have to tell someone, just please don't touch my hair. I'm not, I'm not, we're not at a petting zoo. Like, how, you know what I mean? It's like, how many times do you have to say this stuff uh, before it's annoying? And when people... But when wouldn't, people, the answer, when wouldn't the answer be how many times? Is The answer is, it may be annoying, but you do need to uh, to explain it. You know, I mean... It, but it, seek it, your it, own it knowledge. Should, like, like, read a book. Crack a... Oh, just honey, put a Google, uh, put in a Google search. Do you think that people in a pandemic are researching microaggressions that other people yes. may feel when they talk about Piers Morgan? I, 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 I just don't think that that is high on anyone's list of priorities. Maybe it well, should be for problem. someone who, who is in the media. Now, do, do you know how many people, uh, who, people of color, women want to touch my wig? Always. Those yeah, are the ones it, it, who admire it the most. And I don't mind one bit. Well, well, well I mean, I like well, that's it. you. I mean, but I mean, touching a drag queen's wig and which which I have experienced with people, tr- people trying to touch my hair or grab me on stage. And that's that that's also fucking annoying. But that's also a costume and a choice. But when you are 
at when you are at your your fucking cubicle at Ernst and Young, and Cindy, the receptionist, comes up like, "Oh my god, do you can I like touch your hair?" No, bitch, you can't yes. fucking touch my hair, and you should know, and you should know that you should not even come and even ask me that fucking question. Hey, y'all, it's Decal again. I wanted to comment on the people who were calling in saying, like, this is the end of it. Like, I think they need a reality check because this is a black lady's word against, like, the queen. They're already attacking her and going harder on her over there. And, like, the next day, the bald prince, whatever his name is, like, had some <laughs> black lady with him, like, walking with them. I don't know if they've seen, him be seen her before or if they hired her. It looked very, like, Trump with his, you know, look at my African-Americans over there comment. Mm -hmm. Like, with her African garb and everything, it's like they're already backtracking. And, like, what's going to happen is it's going to get swept under the rug. Like, it's a black girl. Since when do we listen to black women? Let's be real. Uh, decal again. Bye. Well, okay, thank you. I mean, we did you, listen to her. We we did listen to her for one hour, um, speaking to another black woman, Oprah, who had arranged the show. Now, this is not typical of black women to be mega rich, but that is how we know about this situation. I think that Decal is referring to more so not listening in that regard, but listening to the British public is probably uh, at large are going to or globally people uh, uh, are not going to accept what Megan is saying simply because of the color of her skin. And I think that that is I think that is very on brand, very on par. I mean, again, the headlines speak for themselves. You know, royalty is the opposite of equality. And for those of us mm -hmm. who are, 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 are saying that we want, you know, racial equality, you know, and using this as a, or, or gender equality or LGBT equality. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, royalty is the opposite. It's someone is better yeah. than you. It, in olden days, it was, you were, you know, ordained by God, you know, the right of succession and all, I don't know the right terms for it, but yeah, you were better. God selected your family. And so he was going to, you know, you could pass that down, even if you were inbred, like some of my family, um, from Tennessee, <laughs> And, 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 that, and that you were better than other people. So, yeah, I mean, even that's why I say the whole concept of the monarchy is inequality. And this is also something that our guest Stephen Brogan talked about, too, and he was fascinating. Well, you know what? I don't know if you know this, Bunny, but God um, chose me to do this podcast. And, 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 and the fucking Satan chose you. Yes, that is true. But I imagine that God was just giving you a break from boob the drag queen a much needed break listen to that tension escaping your voice a much needed break with a brilliant conversationalist who speaks slowly and enunciates uh, but thank you guys all so much for tuning in to the stereo app again bunny and i are on here once a week so make sure you follow us here and on all other social media platforms to get regular updates when we're live on the stereo app we have a very special guest indeed who is a dear friend of mine an expert on such matters he is a brit who teaches courses on 18th century england that analyze the change from divine right monarchy to party politics via the civil war the trial and execution of king charles the first he published a 2015 book called the royal touch in early modern england politics medicine and sin 
we ex this book examines the healing of scrofula. Don't get excited, Monet. It's not scrotum. It's scrofula. <laughs> by the... By the laying on of hands by the English monarchy, which I guess is some kind of faith healing. Please welcome my friend Stephen Brogan, a lecturer, an author, and a, a big old queen who used to do drag as Stella Stein, once oh. uh, sharing the stage with uh, Lee Bowery in an unusual band named Raw Sewage. <laughs> so, Stella, Stephen, welcome to Ebony and Irony. Thank Hi, you Stella. so much. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. <laughs> Thank oh, you for being here. And you are in Hastings, London, and you have been uh, seeing the, the uproar over this uh, interview, and I'd love to hear I, the thoughts of a Brit. I don't want to, you know, throw some British cold weather on the subject, but I mean, I thought the interview was something of a damp squib, to be honest. I mean, I mean, the first thing to say is obviously, like everyone, I hope, you know, in an ideal world, I don't want anyone to experience racism or mental health problems that are minimized, obviously. But, you know, I'm indifferent to the sufferings of people with endless privilege and 36 million pounds in the bank and what have you. Um, I mean, we can get to that in a minute. I mean, the main thing I think that you've talked about and that came up from the interview, the main thing really was when they kept talking about the institution, um, senior royals, etc. You know, I mean, who the fuck are they talking about? Right. Well, well, the answer is, and I don't know why Oprah didn't push them on this. The answer is, until 10 years ago, approximately, the answer to that question is the Queen. Okay. So now so the institution is the like when Meghan Markle kept talking about the institution, she was speaking about Queen Elizabeth specifically up to no until 10 years ago. The institution okay, okay. was the queen. Got it. The, okay. the queen's now getting a bit old. No offense, Bunny. I'm talking about Elizabeth. <laughs> the, queen's, the queen's now getting a bit old. So Prince Charles is head of the institution of the monarchy. They call it the firm. So it's, oh. it's Prince Charles now runs the firm. Anything important has to be rubber stamped by his mum, the Queen. But he is the boss, the chief exec, the way she was for 60 years up until about 10 years ago. Huh. If, they're taking, okay. if they're taking decisions that are going to have implications 10, 20, 30 years down the line, Prince Charles has a deputy, which is Prince William, his eldest son, and he gets involved. So when... Uh when she says, I went to HR and asked for mental health support, and I was told mm -hmm. the institution won't provide that, that means Prince Charles said no. Really? That's so, what that means. Is that widely understood in England? Because no, over here, that it is not. That's not widely understood. The game that the media plays is, number one, the Queen is above any criticism. Even when it was revealed maybe two or three years ago that she had millions of pounds in offshore accounts, in Panama, in the Cayman Islands, the media mm -hmm. was quiet because the Queen is above criticism. Why is that? Like, why, like, why isn't there a faction of the press and the media in the UK that wants to hold her accountable to this stuff? Why is that? Well, um, up until maybe the 1980s, there was. But since the 1980s, the British mainstream media has been bought by billionaire white men mm. who are extremely right wing. Murdoch, 
the, the, the Barclay brothers. Rupert Murdoch. Um, and, so, and so the Queen is above any sort of criticism. The mm. other game that the media plays with the public is like Oprah and Harry and Meghan, the media in Britain talks about the institution, the crown, the palace, senior royals who are unnamed. You know, until 10 years ago, they meant the Queen, but nobody was meant to know that. You know, so for, inst for instance, when Princess Diana died in the car crash in Paris, like when Diana died, the royal family were on holiday and royal protocol said they're on holiday. She was no, Diana was no longer a princess. She was stripped of her title. So the royal family don't do anything. They carry on with the holiday. The whole mm -hmm. country was grieving and in shock, apart from me and a couple of friends who weren't grieving. And so... Um, the Queen didn't tap into the public mood. She stayed in Scotland for a week. She was incredibly unpopular. Even the media criticised her. But they were criticising the palace, the crown. No one would say the Queen won't, you know, move with public opinion. It's always this abstract. It's the crown. Well, mm -hmm. as well as an American and like, you know, and as you see, because they are celebrities, in my mind, I think that because they are, because the crown and the palace is such a big, for lack of a better word, institution, I yeah. would think that there were like people like the, like the queen is not making these decisions. Like there is like a group of people making these decisions for her, but you're saying no, no. up until Prince, Prince Charles, she was actively making these decisions for herself. Yeah. I mean, the buck stops with her. Obviously she has political advisors. She right, has right, a council. Right. She takes advice from trusted civil servants, etc. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just like the chief executive of any big company, she, at the end of the day, says, yes, we're doing that, or no, we're not. Got it. Yeah. Got and it. now Got it's it. Prince Charles, and if it's a long-term decision, it's Prince Charles and Prince William. So this makes sense as to why Meghan, why Harry was saying that he doesn't speak to the exactly. brother anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I, think, I think he was trying to give us a little Easter eggs, like... We can't say who it is, but I don't talk to my brother anymore or my father. So right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Got let it. me think about that. <laughs> um, was there a big response in, in, in the UK, and what was it? I mean, we know yeah. the US. Yeah, the media, response. the media, you know, the right wing media in Britain. The response was Kelsa Prees, Meghan Markle is uppity. She doesn't know her place. You know how dare anyone criticize the royal family or the queen da, 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 da. i mean to summarize it was basically good riddance wow you know but this is the well, same mainstream media that has been racist and sexist towards her i mean i'm no royalist i mean i should declare my hand i'm a republican you may have guessed but nevertheless the treatment in the mainstream media of Meghan markle compared to kate middleton it's ridiculous you're not, not a Republican. You're not a Republican. Excuse me. Well, that, that must be different. <laughs> must be something different yeah. in over, the, in over, the uh, over, UK. Over here, it means I want to get rid of the monarch, the oh, monarchy. Okay. Yeah, and it just have a you know just have a president. Is there a kind of person in the UK who is more likely to be um, forgiving of of uh, something like, or just all about the royal family and loving the, the 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 legend of it and the protocol of it and oh this is improper and just you know they 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 feel good about traditions whether they're right. the monarchy, religion, a nice cup of tea, you know yeah. I mean, they just they they they, they feel that, that, that they you know. And, and, you know, older people in this country, 
take solace in tradition yeah. and, and, are, and, and are resistant to change. So what kind of people are the champions of the monarchy as is in the UK? Okay, number one, the Conservative Party and all of their fan base and supporters. Um, they love the monarchy. They love the monarchy. Yeah, you have Got to. It. The clue's in the name, Conservative. You know, the Conservative Party, uh, you know, our version of your Republican Party, and the Conservative Party rallies around the Crown, the armed forces, um, mm. you know, the Church of England, the Bank of England. It's the mm -hmm. party of wealth and privilege. The mm. monarchy has one trump card that it plays. I have to say it, it plays the one trump card with remarkable success every time perpetually. And that is the trump card of tradition and stability. Mm -hmm. People right. fall for it. They fall for it. How would they play that card in relation to the Meghan Markle interview and accusations they, of racism and cruelty, yeah. ignoring someone who s says she was suicidal? Yeah, they play. The, the response is the same to all the other modern crises, the crises of Princess Diana, of Sarah Ferguson. You know, you can go back to uh, 50 years before Diana, the abdication crisis in the 1930s. And the standard response from the monarchy is carry on regardless, as though nothing's happened. Keep calm and carry on. Don't complain and don't explain. Mm. Mm -hmm. Rise above it um, and people fall for it. So, and so, 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 so these are conservatives, but this is not, because because I think in our mind, when you said Republican, we're thinking conservative, but you're not, Republican means something different in, yeah, in the yeah, UK. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It, whereas here, the Republicans, our, our ancestors cut the head off Charles I. We want a republic. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Free of free of, of, of rule and dictatorship and more uh, uh, democracy. That's it. That's why we don't well, invite Bunny over anymore. We want freedom <laughs> and democracy. I want to read you something. Racism plays an integral part in the royal family's history. A racial discussion about Archie's skin tone wouldn't be out of character for the British monarchy. It's impossible to separate racism from the royal family's history because so much of the monarchy as we know it today was built using colonialism. Mm -hmm. Britain colonized dozens of nations from Nigeria to India. Queen Elizabeth I publicly supported slave trader Captain John Hawkins uh, and and Peter Tatchell has said, an activist from England, it's long overdue that the Queen should apologize for the monarchy's role in the slave trade. The fact that she has not done so shows a lack of remorse, an unwillingness to face up to past injustices, and a lack of commitment to a multi-racial Britain. She also has had no public statement on Black Lives Matter. Um, what are your thoughts on that, being a historian? Well, I mean, the first point, you know, your post about monarchy is the opposite of um, equality. I mean, you know, bang, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, let me just elaborate on that a tiny bit. If you think about the British the, 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 the British establishment, as it's always called. So let's mm -hmm. start with the aristocracy. You've got the House of Lords. It's an unelected political chamber, hereditary. Now, they have a hierarchy within it. Then you have the archbishops and the bishops, the Church of England. Mm -hmm. Then you have this, the senior civil servants, all of whom are knighted by the Queen. Mm. Then you have the solicitors and the lawyers. 
Um, then you have all the palace staff, you have the police, you have the judges, the judiciary, senior ones, knighted. So you've got all of these pillars of the establishment with their hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Above the whole lot, all of it, above the lot, you've got the royal family. The wow. royal family sees itself as superior to everything I've just said and is treated mm. as superior to everything I've said. All of, those, all of those things from the lords to the bishops to the judiciary to the police to the civil servants, historically they have always been white men. Always. Mm. Now, yeah. now, of course, we have a few women, a few people of colour. But the point is, these are white male institutions mm-hmm. and the royal family is superior to all of them. So if we now think about Meghan Markle's allegations of racism, I would say that, you know, the jury's out. We don't know yet whether it's true or false. I would say if you think about it the way I've just described, there is room for a teaspoon of racism within that structure. <laughs> yes. Right. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, and, 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 and what you're also saying that a lot of people in the U.S. don't know, because it's been my impression for years, and I guess it's wrong, is that the, the, the monarchy, the queen, um, and her consort are not just a title this is a myth you know the myth is that the queen that's what i thought but the queen and the royal family are above politics it's just it, it, it's titular they cut ribbons they smile into the camera no right it's not true the firm the institution of the monarchy is a huge international corporation it is mm-hmm. veiled and shrouded in secrecy and that is deliberate let me say something about the wealth, first of all. You've got the institution of the monarchy and you've got individual personal wealth. So, for instance, Elizabeth Five Castles Windsor cannot actually sell <laughs> Wi- Windsor Castle, uh, Buckingham Palace, Hampton Court, St. James's Palace, etc. She can't sell them because they belong mm-hmm. to the crown. When she dies, they'll be, lo- they'll be held by Prince Charles. So you've got billions of pounds, and that's not an exaggeration, billions of pounds yeah. of castles, palaces, properties, you know, art that is so valuable it cannot have a price put on it. That's mm-hmm. owned by the crown. The woman herself, Elizabeth Windsor, is thought to be uh, is thought to be worth three hundred and fifty million pounds. That's what Forbes says. It's a huge underestimate. But also, how do you separate the crown's institutional wealth from, from any her. member of the yeah. royal families? Of, I mean, take Harry and Meghan. You, we've just talked about the Netflix and the Spotify deals. They get that because they are part of the royal firm. Right. So right. the boundary between the two is very blurred. Um, I mean, also, think about legislation. The myth is that the royal family wouldn't dare meddle in politics. Thanks to um, 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 every 30 years or so, documents in the National Archives are released to the public, and sad nerds like myself go in and read them um, and write about them. We now know that Prince Charles has written more letters to MPs lobbying for legislation changes that are favourable to the royal family than even someone like me would hazard a guess at. Even, wow. bet- even better, there's something called the Queen's Consent, which The Guardian revealed a month ago. We had a vague idea that, of what it was. What it means is, basically, that the Queen has an ancient power that she still exercises, whereby she can legally request and insist that legislation is altered to... Um, the betterment of the royal family. So one example, Prince Charles um, used the Queen's consent 
to change the law so that all of his hundreds and thousands of tenants wouldn't benefit from right to buy. So when right to buy came in, the right to buy your property if you're renting it from a landlord. In the 80s and 90s, the royal family squashed that for their own tenants. So that the tenants will have to keep on paying them rent and they and these people would never own the property. That's right. The tenants keep paying the rent and the value of the property keeps going up. And the landlords are already billionaires getting 500 million pounds a year from the taxes. From rent. From from the taxes. Let let me give you another example that even I was shocked by. It, It was revealed a month ago. Get this. Not only do they own palaces and land and art, they own the seabeds around the island of Britain. Really? So at the moment, there is a slow, too slow for my money move towards a green new deal. I want it done like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of companies are trying to rent the seabed to set up wind farms. Mm. The institution so- of the monarchy, in other words, Prince Charles, who's famous for his green credentials, Prince Charles is holding back from renting the seabed because every time it's about to be signed, the deal, he ups the money that he wants. I mean, this wow. is this is breathtaking hypocrisy as well as yeah. as well as greed. So he is yeah. obstructing these people from um, from making these wind farms. He's like, actually, so like when he's like, I want a million dollars. He's like, yeah. well, actually, let's let's make it three million. Actually, let's do six. Let's do Thank nine. You. We'll keep it. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. He's getting uh, credibility by allegedly supporting uh, something like the Green New Deal. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, environmental causes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I would say about Prince Charles, to his credit, is that he's been championing those causes since the 1970s, when everyone thought he was a freak for doing it. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's been proved right on that one. But it's the hypocrisy. He should hand the seabeds over for free, in my view. You know, the, right. which, the, the planet's falling apart and the, and the royal family yeah. want another five million. It's like, you don't fucking need it, bitch. <laughs> no. Um, I, I have a question. This may be so What Do you do, are, are you a fan of the of the of the Netflix show The Crown? I'm afraid I can't bring myself to watch something like that. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. But, right. you know, we all know the conspiracy theories about the family being behind Diana's death and et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. What do you believe? Where, like, as, as an historian, as a historian and, 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 and um, a Brit, what do you think? Like, what is your opinion? She wasn't wearing a seatbelt. The car was going too fast. Okay. Yeah. But having said that, that family has form on removing difficult people, <laughs> having them... Murdered, often judicially, um, having mm-hmm. them locked up. You know, I mean, I'm going back centuries, obviously. I don't think the right, Queen's right, right. father had people bumped off or anything. But, you know, the Tudor and Stuart monarchs, um, you know, the Tudor monarchs were, I mean, by a, from a modern point of view, they were kind of psychopaths, you know. Got it. I mean, the way they executed, you know, the nobility, um, the clergy, the ordinary people, you know, I mean, it's easy to think, well, that's what it was like then. Life was cheap. You know, mm-hmm. but 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 the medieval monarchs before the Tudors, you know, the, the head count was low. The Tudors right. were ruthless, and, and and we're talking about this queen is a Windsor. Yeah, yeah. So no, okay. I the, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that Elizabeth II and Prince Philip, you know, plotted and pulled off the murder of Princess Diana. I think that's ridiculous. They didn't say off with her head. No, they said <laughs> that about you. 
In fact, the last time you had an evening with Prince Philip, he said, awful head. <laughs> oh God! And he's and, and he's used to fucking Camilla. Thank you. Oh God. my God! You mean Godzilla? Wow. Godzilla. I made I made, <laughs> I made Camilla look good. Camilla, I heard you said to Camilla, "Why the long face?" <laughs> another an, another little thing that Americans, you know, we all oh, um, we c- conspiracy theories, etc. Um, you know, people often say that Harry may not be Charles's kid. Do you? What are the historical realms of that being fact or fiction? You mean Harry Hewitt? Uh, uh, who's Harry Hewitt? The son of James Hewitt and Princess Diana. What I'm saying is that Princess Diana had a very well-documented affair with someone called James Hewitt. Right. And around that time, Prince Harry was born. If you take a photo of Prince Harry, especially in profile, and put it next to a photo of James Hewitt in profile, it spot Mm -hmm. the difference. Harry does not look like Charles. So you're saying that Prince Harry is a bastard. If, if I ever see Harry, I'ma just I'ma just yank a piece of his head. I'm, I'm like, yeah. hey girl, how you doing? Like, bloop, and I'm and I'm, yeah. I'ma get a DNA tested myself to find out the real thing. <laughs> Let me know. One thing that I thought was interesting about this is that a lot of people's reaction was, "Ooh, see, uh, these rich, really rich celebrities in the m- royal family are racist." You know, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, it seems like low-hanging fruit, you know, in the same way that they will jump on, you know, a reality star like RuPaul. And I'm not saying he's, don't ever jump on her because I do. But it's like this low-hanging fruit of what is put in front of your face as channeled by Oprah and, and saying, oh, yeah, they didn't want a, a half black or one quarter black child. It's, it's easy to care and just check off that box and say, okay, they're racist. Racist that I'm high, or high and mighty, and without actually really caring, I don't see the people who were posting about this so much and so engaged in it really battling racism in ways that it affects ordinary people. That's it. That's it. Look, um, it you know, like you, you know, I don't want anyone to experience racism, sexism, have their mental health problems minimized, obviously, but. You know, she, Meghan, married into the British royal family. In the interview, she explained that she didn't do any research. Which she I just don't married believe. into it. I don't believe that. Either, no way. either that's a lie or she's asleep at the wheel. Yeah, you there's know. no way. There's no way, bitch. I go on. No. on I, some a guy hits me up on Grinder, and I'm like, I'm like looking for. I'm like putting his picture on my Google. I'm like, like there's, right. just, there's just no way. Right. No. No. Exactly. I mean, the. I mean, you know, we talked about the the problem of terminology in the interview. The other thing I got from the interview was that they inadvertently, the two of them, revealed how pampered they are. She went on Oprah to say everybody thinks. I made Kate cry, but she made me cry. How old are these people? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but, the, but, 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 the, but the point is, I agree with you, Bunny. I would be much more interested if people said, right, Meghan Markle alleges racism from the royal family. Even a Republican like me has to say these are allegations. They are not facts yet. 
Mm-hmm. She alleges racism against the royal family. That We should use that to open up a bigger conversation, connect it to Black Lives Matter, and say, how can we make our societies less institutionally racist and interpersonally so? To, con- to home in with the microscope on Meghan is to miss the point. The point is racism exists. She's had a taste of it, apparently. So why can't we use that as a kind of flag to rally around the anti-racist cause? Because yeah. I because because I think I think the reason why not is because we're because you touched on this earlier. It's like this family, no one is going to persecute them for this racism. There, no. so like, well, like the so even bringing it up, like the point is that the the media, the press, no one is going to hold them accountable for the alleged no. racism. No, no. What is the point thereof? No, and also just to make it even better, ha ha. Britain at the moment is ruled by a far right populist government. The Prime Minister, Doris Johnson, is a known racist. He, he's published racist articles in The Spectator. He's a known homophobe. He treats women derogatory. Even Tories on the inside of his executive machine have put their heads over the parapet, saying number 10 Downing Street at the moment, the British government is run like an old-fashioned white men's club. I'm so cynical that when they, you know, started, they kept mentioning, oh, we no longer get support or security. Mm. I thought, is this like to publicize the Spotify podcast? I mean, you're doing a very high profile thing with Oprah. And it almost seemed like they uh, left open the possibility of, oh, well, if we get the support and the security, we might want to leave that window open. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I did, not, did I did they promote the? I did not hear them promote the Spotify thing they, one time during an interview. Well, did they, they? They didn't actually promote it, but they mentioned it. You know, so everyone who watched the interview now knows in the near future you can get stuff on Spotify that comes from their company. So got you know, it. it's like Bunny said, Oprah can make a book a bestseller. You know, uh, Oprah's got so you know she's got that power. But uh, but you know right. what the, the, the but, security thing came up because they talked about the that they had that someone try to break into their house in December. So it's not like it came like some of people are actively trying to fucking break into their house with their fucking kids. Yeah yeah. No, I mean, that was why... me. That was me. I didn't want to take. I just wanted some money. I, mean, I wasn't I mean... gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, you owe me fifty quid, bitch. <laughs> but I mean, the, the 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 banging on about not having security. I mean, that is saying they have had a hard deal. That's what they're saying, you know, and they have had a hard deal. They've got 36 million in the bank and she has to try and decide what instructions to give the governess and the nanny and the butler and the lifestyle guru and the lawyers. You know, they've got a really hard life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of had to ask myself, why does Oprah with so much money want to do this? And, you know, it's it's celebrity culture it's celebrity it's tv it's oprah is oprah is known for giving these legendary interviews i don't think that's weird i think that on our podcast and stuff that we post and it's like we we post interesting clips from the episode for people like oh i want to hear that i i personally don't think that's weird and i think that interviewers across the across the gamut whether it's comedy news drama whatever it is everyone loves a a, a cliffhanger or something like that so people like oh i need to watch this 
I don't because well, at the end of the day, it's still it's still a TV interview that's airing, and they're trying to get views. You know what I mean? Thanks to Stephen, we won't have any interesting clips from this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Job done. I couldn't tell what they wanted from this interview. I couldn't tell if they wanted to come back if the security were provided. I couldn't tell exactly what they wanted. Well, they said they wanted a quiet, peaceful life to go walking on the beach with their children and their dogs. But they said it to Oprah, watched by the whole planet. I know. I know. So it's like, you know, oh, don't take my picture. You know, go away. But here's an hour discussing our problems. Exactly. Exactly. Also, I mean, you know, I don't want this to come across as victim blaming. If you marry into the royal family and then you say, ah, I'm... I'm mixed race, they're racist. I have mental health problems, they didn't ignore me. It's like, well, it's a bit like, you know, if you get a job as a bus driver in a central London company and then you moan about the bad roads, the traffic jams, the rude passengers, what do you expect? Well, well, you know, loves I, bus driver wigs. She loves bus driver wigs. I mean, it maybe is, uh, it maybe is a, a syndrome of like, you're like, you know, even though this, even though they have not had uh uh black folk in the royal family before it's like it's like maybe i i, I guess to her she was like and i know she said she didn't research him she didn't know a lot about the family or, or harry i mean she's but, damned but, either way if that's a lie she's damned if it's the truth then she's not the full ticket <laughs> yeah i was thinking maybe she's like you know maybe they, uh, they just haven't met me yet i don't know I, I i i don't know what her thinking would be but I, maybe she just didn't think it would be so blatant and uh, and just obvious as they did. But and let me tell you something: as a black person, bitch, when I go to uh, when I go to a fucking Boots or a goddamn CVS, I'm afraid that my black is gonna show and people are gonna be uh, 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 uncomfortable, whatever. So I couldn't imagine stepping into the royal family not thinking, "How black am I gonna have to get on these motherfuckers up in here?" And that's just that's just how I operate, you know. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean that you return the items that you've stolen? Or, <laughs> oh or, or, my or, god! Or, or you hang on to. Them? So I mean, at, <laughs> at, 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 the, at, at the end of the day, Megan is but a Duchess of Sussex, and we are all queens. And you're a and you're the Duchess of my asshole, bitch. Steven. Oh my God, that is racist. <laughs> Steven, thank you so much for being here today. This was incredibly, <laughs> incredibly insightful. Thank you so much. Thank you, honey. Been a pleasure, treasure. Girl, what an amazing <laughs> podcast, honey. We talked about all the things. I am literally hoarse from squawking at you. <laughs> but like I say, this fucking royal shit is polarizing as hell. You, I also heard you hung like a horse. Is that true? That was an ant. Hung like an ant. <laughs> like your ant. <laughs> In other words, very, very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buddy, you are a fucking troll, and I love this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so this is a really interesting conversation. I'm curious to hear what you guys think of this. Listen, if you guys ever want to like tag us in anything on Twitter, you can always hashtag Ebony and Irony, and uh, Buddy and I will see that to hear what you get, what your specific thoughts were. If you weren't able to come through on the stereo app, 
or you have something you really want to say that you want us to see, to, uh, tweet us and hashtag Ebony and Irony, and uh, we'll check it out. And I hope you guys enjoyed the, this episode. Well, don't uh, hashtag me because I'm a little more exclusive oh. than Monet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a certain, you know, as a royal, as a queen, I have a certain image to maintain, not with trashy hashtags. Besides, why would I need hashtags? I've got skin tags. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, happy Friday, happy weekend. If, if you if you happen if you're listening to this almost a week later, happy Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever it is for you. And thank y'all so much for tuning into this episode. We'll see y'all next week with Margaret Cho, who we've been promising for two weeks now, but she is coming. <laughs> She's coming. We've already She's coming. recorded it. We just had to stop for this breaking news about Harry and Meghan that impacts hardly anyone. For sure. For sure. <laughs> All right, Benny. Um, I'll um, I'll come visit you at the home this weekend. Okay, I'll, I'll bring you some treats. La da dee, la da da. She's homeless. In other words, you've been evicted. That's the only reason you're gonna come visit me. Uh, but listen, guys, if you uh, check us out, well, which you are, if you're listening to this and you made it all the way through, all that screeching. <laughs> Subscribe. Give us a rating. We love to hear what you think, and we love to get into you with it on the Stereo app. Amen. Podcast Network.